Hey, what's going on on the clock, fans, man? How are you guys doing? We got another great show for you. I'm so excited to have this going on. We have two special guests for you today. We have Ryan Black out of uh, Brevard County, three-star wide receiver. Phenomenal, phenomenal young man. We also have our guy, Ryan from Casual MMA. Fanstreamsports.com is where you can find him. He's going to give us a preview and an in-depth look into UFC 251 Fight Island. Uh, we're super excited to to have him on the show. We're also going to cover a couple things that we're going to talk about. Raheem yeah. Mozart, we're going to talk about how he's requesting for a trade. Uh, we're also going to talk to talk about the Ravens uh, not having a season ticket holders in the stands. And we're going to touch on a little bit about what's going on with the Buffalo Bills and uh, not having their people sitting there, man. Lastly but shortly, we're also going to talk about the Washington Redskins and how they're having a name change. Super exciting stuff, man. You don't want to miss it. You're on the clock. What's going on, George? What's going on, sir? How you been? Good, man. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little sore. Sore? What's going I'm on? I'm a little sore, man. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. So I know you've been on vacation. Yep. And while you were out there having a good time, yeah, yeah. chilling with the wifey and the kids <laughs> and pool chilling, uh, yeah. Yeah, my wifey uh, decided she wanted to start this 21-day beach body workout, Ooh. and uh, we're on day five of it now, and. Uh, I may need that walker that I kept teasing you about. You see how life comes around, big guy? You see how that comes around to bite you? Yeah. Man. Yeah. So the the wifey got inspired after listening to to Blue Fitness Talk. Shout out to to, to Megan for coming on the show. She got inspired after after listening to her talk and how passionate she was about her workouts. We started looking some stuff up. And, you know, she was like, I'm doing this. I was like, all right, got to support the wifey. So sorry to jump in and uh, and do it with her. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sore. (laughs) As you can imagine, <laughs> right? Uh, but that's been my my couple of days. Yep. How how is your how was vacation? You, I know you unplugged for a little bit. How was that, bro? It was great. I recharged the batteries. Uh, went ahead and, and we ran out of this house out in Orlando, and we just spent a couple of days out there at a pool and five bedroom, five bath, and. Like I said, man, just need to recharge, man. So I'm good to go. I'm definitely a lot better than, than you are. I'm, I mean, the fans can't yeah. see you right now. I'm looking at you. It looks uh, a little bit hard to to laugh there, buddy. You, you, the ribs okay? Yeah, man. And shout out to uh, Derek Clark over there at River City Smokehouse. We hooked us up with some ribs. And that was probably the last good meal I'm going to have <laughs> for a long time. Okay, right. had some ribs, had yeah. ha- some potato salad. You know, he hooked it up for sure. Uh, and it's probably the last good meal I'm going to have. I've been eating nothing but salads and, and chicken now. And working out and doing this this beach body stuff and, and I'm tired. I'm I exhausted. Bet, I bet, man. Did it come with like a nutrition plan too, or did you just have to just come up with workouts? Yeah, no, it has a nutrition plan that we're kind of modifying and and adjusting to our lifestyle and how we kind of operate with the kids and coaching and all this yeah. all this fun stuff. But uh, but no, man, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm looking forward to to the weekend. Right. I know the, the the weekend for us in our household is actually pretty pretty special. My son, his birthday is on seven eleven. He's a seven eleven. Kid, yeah. Uh, I always tell that story. You know, my, my son's a seven eleven. My my daughter is an April Fool's baby. She's actually <laughs> born on four one. Nice. So you, you imagine that text message going around. Oh, hey, we had a kid. Yeah, okay, it's it's April Fool's Day. No, no, really, we had a kid. Here's a picture. So my my son being on seven eleven, he's got free Slurpees for the rest of his life. For the rest of now, his life, yeah. COVID, no Slurpees twenty twenty. So it's a little disappointing. But hopefully in twenty twenty one, he's got time to make three, it up. Yeah, he's got time to make it up. He'll be yeah. Okay. He, He'll be okay. Yeah. So, uh, so we're excited for that. You know, this Saturday, I, I know for you, this Saturday, I know you're pumped oh, about what's going on Saturday. So let, let's talk a little uh, about that. Um, listen, man, this Saturday, July 11th, is not only my guy's uh, son's birthday, you know what I'm saying, George's son's birthday, but it's also Fight Island, man. It's UFC 251. I'm super excited about it. There's been a whole bunch of changes. And later on the show, we're going to bring on Ryan. 
Uh, he's going to talk to us about, you know, what, what happened, what's been going on. But uh, the biggest change of the UFC is that Usman's going to be fighting Jorge Masvidal, which I'm, I'm a huge Jorge Masvidal fan. Uh, I've been a fan since he was working with Kimbo Slice, and I used to have the, the VHS tapes, and we used to watch him. Man. Yeah, so it, it's back in the day. He's been fighting for a long time. So I'm excited, man. That, that's what's going on. And it, it's just going to be freaking, you know, another pumped-up weekend for UFC, man. We, they've been keeping us going through this whole COVID thing, man. So I'm excited to go watch it, man. That, that's what I'm doing Saturday. I don't, don't call me. Don't, I don't want anybody. If you're listening, just leave me alone, especially between the hours of 10 and 1 in the morning because uh, I want to watch this fight, man. So I'm super excited, man. What I want to ask you, George, was I, I know uh, in the news, ESPN came out with it, and it's been a, a topic not only last week but this whole week is the Washington Redskins, man, no longer being called the Redskins. Uh, they're going to be pretty much done with that name and, and stuff. And um, I know we're going to pose a challenge to the listeners here. Uh, to a little bit, if if you guys are listening, we want to have your your advice on what what the team name should be. Um, I know there's been a lot of fan art, a lot of things going on there. Washington Red Tails, uh, Washington Warriors. Uh, I've seen a lot of those things. I think it's awesome. Uh, but what do you guys think the team name should be? And, and George, I'll let you touch on a, a couple of those thoughts, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, this is the power of money because all these people, so you had FedEx, who's, you know, the biggest sponsor, the, the Washington, we'll call them Washington. We're not even going to call them the Redskins anymore because that name is gone. Right. That Washington had, they basically said, hey, we're pulling sponsorship. You had Nike come out and do the same thing. And, and earlier today, Amazon came out and basically said, hey, we're pulling everything off all the yeah. stores, all the online platforms until it is official that the name has been changed. So first thing is foremost is kudos to these big corporations that are finally doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested in seeing. So follow us on IG at On The Clock Radio. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, again, On The Clock Radio. Let us know what you think the name yeah. should be called. We're, li- we're interested in, in finding out. So I know, Raul, you said you weren't taking any calls. Yeah. The, the people that are taking calls right now is going to be the 49ers. So Raheem yep. Mozart came out uh, earlier today and basically said, hey, listen, I get paid $1.3 million. <laughs> I feel that I'm a top running back in the league. Yeah. Uh, 49ers said, yeah, we're not going to pay that kind of money. So Raheem said, train me. So I want to get your take. Who do you think should go pick up the phone and call him? Uh, well, let's let's be honest here. The people that are going to call him, uh, especially a guy that, that helped lead his team to the Super Bowl, who was leading, yard, I don't know if you know this, he was leading yards per carry in the NFL. At one point, man. So this is not a guy that that's a slouch by any means. But let's be honest, your super team is probably going to go give him a call. Uh, your super bucks is what they're probably calling you guys now. They're probably going to give him a call. I would love for the Dolphins to give him a call, but he's not going to get really that that type of money out of them. Uh, I think the Bucks are the, for my in my opinion, is the favorite just because of the fact of they have a ready to go team right now. The only aspect they're missing is a running back. That can help them. You you have a good one. You do have a good one. But again, what what the 49ers showed a lot of teams was you need depth. They Absolutely. had they had three running backs that could come into the game and just freaking annihilate you uh, and carry you. Uh, I mean, they were a load. But I think the I think the Bucks would be the front runner. I mean, there's probably other teams I would love to have them. I'm pretty sure they're going to make them huge offers, and he's going to go where the money goes. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he wants to go back to the Super Bowl. And the, the only team that's going to be ready to go is the Bucks. Yeah. So I I got two teams that I think are going to probably make these phone calls to try to trade for him. I do agree the Bucks because he fits that Brady type of mold of having oh, yeah. a check down guy. He's a veteran guy. He knows what he's doing. He's been in the league for a little bit. He's a good, great runner, great out of the backfield. And that seems to be what, what they're trying to build around Brady. Uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a dark horse here. I think the Kansas city chiefs, really? I think the chiefs trade for him because oh. you know, LaShawn McCoy is getting older. He's not in his prime. They lost Kareem hunt. 
talent during wow. the, during you know the allegation of everything that he had going on. They cut him and released him. They drafted a guy, but again, back to your point, there's always depth need at that running back position. I think contenders are the ones that are going to be looking for for services. I think Kansas City is another team that that may splash in there. You may see. A third team kind of pop in there, but right now, you know, everything that I've been reading, that's kind of the, that's kind of the mix. Uh, we want to hear from you guys, the fans also. Mm-hmm. What do you think Raheem ends up going to? Yep. Shout us out. Um, use the hashtag get on the clock and let us know what what teams you think are gonna are gonna get him. And let me get you in here before we go to the break, man. I want I want to give you something here too, man. What do you hear? What do you think about the Ravens pushing back the season ticket holders? You, you heard about that. They're pushing them back. They're going to push it to 2021. They're going to have 15,000 fans in the stands. I think this is the NFL is going to follow suit with a lot of other teams. Um, do you think we do have a season? You think it's still prime to go in September? Uh, because again, if you're cutting down numbers, eventually it's going to be no no season, right? Yeah. So right now, the NFLPA and the owners are trying to agree on a just a coronavirus plan. Right. They, you know, they, they, they everybody's created on a little task force, and so did the NFL, so did the NFLPA. And right now, they're just talking about what the new normal is going to look like for the players coming back to training camp and getting their body rights to play a game. They already cut two seasons, two two games off uh, from the preseason to try to shrink that time to get the season started on time. I think I think that's going to be the norm. I think you're going to see Sam's at 25% capacity. Yeah. That's that 15,000 number for, for the Ravens. I know the Bills came out and said they're not having anybody. Right. Um, I'm interested in getting, you know, Ryan from MMA Casual, his kind of thoughts on it as well. Um, but I think it's going to be the norm where I think season ticket gets pushed to 2021. I think we're going to see 15, 20,000 people in these stadiums. And, and, and I think we played the NFL this year. Oh, that'd be great, man. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys stick around on the clock, fans. We have a special guest, Ryan Black. He's showing up, a three-star receiver out of Rockledge High School in Brevard County. You don't want to miss it. Remember, you're on the clock. Hey, what's going on on the clock, radio fans, man? Listen, I got something major for you guys, okay? If you're looking to start a podcast, you're looking to get intro of music, I need you to hit up my guy, okay, Jay Scudder. Uh, Jay Scudder is the one that helped us uh, develop the, the intro to our show. He's the one that developed this production. I'm telling you right now, he got very creative with it. It's called Engine Yard Productions. Uh, George, let them know where they can find him at, man, just so the audience knows. So you can send him an email at jscudder at gmail.com. You can find him on Facebook by searching Inch and a Yard Productions. You can also find him on IG on Instagram by simply searching Inch and a Yard Productions. Hit a like, go follow him, listen to his work. It's great stuff. You're not going to be disappointed. I have my man Ryan Black. He is a Rockledge Raider three-star athlete wide receiver. He's on the show. Join us taking time, man. So I appreciate you coming over here, bro. What's going on with you, man? Man, you sticking to the script. Working. <laughs> That's, That's all we right. can do right now. That's all we can do right now. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, man. Hey, have you been so I know the pandemic hit everybody, and I've asked a lot of athletes this question, man. So is family okay? You good? Family? You know, mom, dad, everybody? Yeah, we check up on family a lot, especially with all this going on, making sure we all have stuff that we need right. in order to, like, make it through this until everything clears back up. That's good, man. And and have, with the pandemic, have you been – so I know you got to do a lot of self-workouts. This has pretty much taught you you kids going back to when we didn't have that much beautiful weights and, you know, the cone drills. We just had, you know, old-fashioned concrete bricks that we had to lift. Did you have, have you been okay. lifting weights and working out, man? Finding ways to, to stay in shape? Ever since the pandemic, yes. Yep. I've been working out every day. 
getting field working, all that working. Yeah. Working, working, working. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And I got a short little thing to let you let the listeners know and you, man. So I graduated from Palm Bay High School, right? Uh, I graduated <laughs> 2001. Shout out to 2001. All right, we won the state <laughs> championship. I got to play in the in the, in the Gators Stadium. Uh, we beat Dwyer. So if there's any Dwyer fans, I'm sorry. Uh, down in Miami, <laughs> we ended up beating them 10 to 6. Um, but, man, Rockledge Raiders deep in the roots of my home. I know uh, we played against Cardiles, Cardiles, Carlisles. Oh, my God. They were like twin brothers that were from, they were just bred from hell, man. These guys were animals at Rockledge. You know what I'm saying? So I know that's a testament to you and your school, man. Uh, Has has Brevard opened back up as far as high school? How's that working out over there? Uh, High school, yes, we opened up. We started uh, getting all the players back together. We've been working out every morning, Mm -hmm. the whole team getting together. And with the incoming freshmen, we begin some field work in, but we've been having to keep our distance. So it isn't really the same. Right. But, I mean, we're still around the boys. We get to hang out with them, and that's a good feeling, just being around your team. And do you guys um, – have you guys – what kind of rules do some of you guys have? Do you guys have to, to you know, only 10 or 20 kids? Because here in Tampa, George will tell you, George, uh, he works out in the morning with the Jefferson boys, and they, they got, you know, questions they got to ask them, and then they got to stay their distance, and then – one kid can't go to another group type deal. So what are some of the things they're doing over there? It's actually very similar. To that. Okay. I don't think we have a limit on how many people can be in there, but we do split it up equally. Right. So like there's not as much people next to each other. That makes sense. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And other than that, we just keep our distance. We, we can't touch the balls. All right. Neither can we. That. We can't do anything. We're just cone. Yeah, we're gonna be cone nothing. gurus here in a couple. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, we're gonna freaking have a track team because the linemen get a lot of freaking cardio in. They That's can't, right. They can't, there's but so many slide kick. Yeah, there's so many slide kick uh, uh, drills we can do with them. They can't even touch bags or nothing, man. So, this is a perfect time for everyone to start working on their forty times and stuff like that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Get the form down. You bring up a good point. The, sh- the shuttle drill, all that. Yeah. Start getting. That's you can't good. touch a ball. Do you, do you mind? Combine ready. You mind if I ask you? Which I don't want to ruin anything. What, what's your forty time, bro? Because I seen you on film, man. You're electrified. You sta- <laughs> yes. I'm serious. You stand oh, out yeah. amongst. When you look oh, at the film, yeah. you're like, who is that guy? That's the big now, dude. I, as of right now, I run a high four five. <sighs> I'm working on getting it back down. Yeah, bro. Look, look yeah. at home. Ah, that's a high so four five. It's a high four five. It's not as good as I want it to be, but I mean, <laughs> it's gonna get there. Trust. I trust me. I believe you. I've seen you on the field working. I've seen it, man. You're a monster, bro. Yeah. Last year, I saw you guys went eight and two. Yeah. Did a little run in the playoffs. As you guys look at, you know, 2020, what are some of the goals you guys have a team and, and what's your outlook on the season? I know you're coming back with a pretty, what are your thoughts? What are your goals? Um, Coming into the 2020 season, we got a lot of freshmen. Like, it doesn't make no sense how many freshmen <laughs> we're gaining. Right. And like the freshmen we're getting are literally huge. Like they're my size or bigger. Oh, wow. So like we're going to start bringing them in, start getting them on the weights. They're going to start getting used to things. We're going to put them in places that we need filled. Right. But this te- the team we're looking at right now is going to be very solid. I feel like we can go all the way this year. Oh, man. And what class are you guys yeah. in? Nice. 5A? Okay, 5A. Yeah, I know five you're, you're five, 5A. I'm 2022. So class <laughs> 5A. Five A, wow! You got some tough teams in that, that division, though. Yeah, we do got some tough teams. Yeah. It's gonna be a. It's, we should be able to do it this year. I Good. like our eyes. Good. I'm an offensive guy. I was watching your film, and I I see you guys are always in five wide. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, a, little, a little air raid type of load. You got four dudes on one side. They like to put you on the single side by yourself, mm-hmm. and let you just go go work. 
What type yeah. of offense you guys run? Is it designed to kind of push the ball vertically? Talk about it. Uh, our offense, it's a spread offense. Basically, yeah, it's going to air raid offense, but we can also hit them with a run and jet sweeps across. Our offense is very, like, distributed well so, mm-hmm. to make it so everybody can get touches. And shout out to Coach Doherty. He yeah. is the best offense coordinator I ever played had coached me. There you go. Nice, man. Right now. Those, those should get you a couple. I mean, not many, but it, it'll get you a couple sprints cut <laughs> off at the end of practice to give him a shot. <laughs> when you know, once you tag him on Twitter and stuff, and he'll be like, oh, well, okay, you only have six to do today, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a very good coach. Helps out a lot on a lot on the offense. We had a coach here from Texas. He loves the air raid. He was telling us that a, a, a handoff or a run play for the air raid is basically a bubble screen. Is that true? Basically. <laughs> and the running backs we have, they're huge. Like, when they hit the holes, it's like nobody wants to tackle them. So why right. not give it down and go in the middle? Yep. Power, power, power. Why not? Yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's it. And then we have, we have a good quarterback. He's solid at throwing the ball. He's good at running. He's a very balanced quarterback. I love I like playing with him. Yeah, I mean, I, again, me and George, we saw the Chamberlain and and Rockler's game live. We were, we were watching. And like I told you, man, you stood mm-hmm. out in that in that crowd. You know, you you tell people, you, you people are shocked when I tell them, that, yo, this Ryan Black. Because I was talking to other coaches about you coming on. I was like, yeah, he's twenty twenty two. They're like twenty twenty two. I was like, yeah, <laughs> five eight has to deal yeah. with this guy for a while because your height, yeah. the speed, <laughs> the way you're playing. Seriously, it looks like you're you're ready to you know you're college ready now right now. Uh, college ready? Just finished a sophomore campaign. Right, that was a sophomore <laughs> campaign, right? Yeah, I still I still got a lot of time, but there's still a lot I can work on before I'm going into college, so I can be at my best. That's what I'm talking about. So, what what are some of those things that you want to work on? What are some of those things you want to perfect this year? I want to work more on my release. A release is the like main part of like being a wide receiver. If your mm-hmm. release is good, your head fake, getting out into your route full speed, and being able to break down on it at that same speed and maintaining it, you're gonna be a solid wide receiver. I'm just working on stuff like that. So here's a here's something that you might wanna. So you just hit gold. <laughs> all right. This is and when, when I tell you this, you yeah. won't even have to. You want a receiver coach? Right, I'm Talk a wide receiver, receiver coach, bro. I'm a wide receiver coach at Jefferson <laughs> High School. Uh, so when you when you when I tell you these things, you don't have to cash at me. This is totally free. All right. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a volunteer. What a, you're you're absolutely right about releases. Just don't get tied up on. And this is what I tell receivers. There's probably you know, when you look at YouTube and you're looking at Twitter and you're looking at all these guys in the college and NFL, there's probably about 30 different releases you can do, okay? I tell the guys, always have your solid five releases. Solid five yeah. different releases that you're going to do. That you, I mean, I'm talking about hands down that you know you can do without even thinking about it. All right, and then the other ones still work on, you know, still have in your, yeah. in your repertoire. That way you can pull it out at any time you want to. But make sure, now, are you the type of guy that has his hands down by his knee? Or you that guy that spins his hands in a circle, or you put the you do the handcuff on the knee thing. Like, what are you doing? Because I've spoken to a lot of coaches, man. I, a lot of them don't Me, like okay. it. I'm, I'm gonna tell the truth. Okay. Me personally, <laughs> my hands are down. Okay, but like I'm so quick to bring my hands up. It's like I'm just so used to like getting into my form, right. breaking into my release. It's okay. like they just can't keep up with me. Yeah, see, I like I like the so I'm a big fan of PJ Fleck. You know who PJ Fleck is? I don't. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to cut that audio out. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to cut that audio out. But P.J. Fleck up in Minnesota, um, he's a head coach at University of Minnesota. Had plenty of conversations with him. Me and George, we sat down. We talked about offense and things like that. He used to be a wide receiver, okay, in, in, in for, uh, for the 49ers, I believe. 
He also had the, the he also coached for the Bucks when uh, Vincent Jackson first got there, and he had to teach him how to do solid releases because Vincent Jackson didn't have very good releases off the line of scrimmage for being so tall. He he had yeah. difficulty, so he came up with this thing called eighty twenty. All right, so whenever you get a chance, you look up eighty twenty PJ Fleck. Matter of fact, don't even look it up. I'm gonna send it to we'll you. Send it to him. We'll send it to him. <laughs> I got I got an entire video conference with him, man, and you're gonna be surprised. How what he talks about is is that hand placement, the power coming from underneath, okay? Because when they want to come jam you, when you have your shoulders, your biceps, and your delts into trying to get out that jam, it just brings more power. Doing this off the line of scrimmage where, they, you know, you see these guys doing the Antonio Brown, or they have their hand handcuffed, you know what I'm saying? When you want to get that left hand to get in there, the right hand's on top of it, or vice yeah. versa. So... I think you work on releases, you're right. The one thing yeah. that every receiver I give, that first step has to be explosive. Whatever step yeah. you get, man. You know what I mean? And that for sure he has. Because yeah. I've watched that film and oh, boy, yeah. he is lights out the first right. step. <laughs> right. That's that's what I'm saying. So when you go through these years, man, perfect that, perfect your, your first step more. You know what I'm saying? Because that first step yeah. is, is, I'm telling you, it, it's, it, when I saw it on film, I'm like, Jesus, this kid's getting out of here. No wonder everybody's playing six, mm -hmm. seven yards off. You know what I mean? Yeah, choice. Yeah, no they got choice. no. If I, bro, if I walked up on you, I'm not walking up on you. You know what I mean? I'm a <laughs> fake it. I'm a fake. I'm gonna throw my hands up at you, man. You try to jump outside. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm not out of there. Exactly. Most of the people playing me off are still getting beat too, though. Oh, oh absolutely, and, bro. Trust me. No disrespect to your game. <laughs> I'm watching you fly down the fly down the field. I'm like Jesus. This kid. Yeah. Just when you get into the game, if, if there's any advice I can give you. Try to do two or three routes into one route. You know what I mean? Yeah. I tell that to my receivers all the time. Even though we're doing a 15-yard out, sell this like we're going to do a post and a dig with your head, not your body. So the safety thinks it's coming over the top. The corner thinks it's coming. But then I drop into a 15-yard out type deal. So com yeah. combo in the routes. You know what I mean? You probably already know all this stuff. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kicking the bobo. But that's good, man. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Appreciate what it. What made you get into football? Uh, that's a good question. So ever since I was three, I've been playing football. Yeah. So growing up, I just loved the sport and just getting better at it and keep going at it. I just love the sport. Ever since rookies throwing on the pads, <laughs> I used to think I was Cam Newton. I used to play quarterback. I used to play quarterback. Oh, That's really? It. Yeah. Oh, man. So I used, to think, I used to always do the read option, handoff run. I used to <laughs> Yeah. It just football my whole life has been fun for me. Have you ever played any other sports or just football the whole, only thing? I played football, basketball, and track. Oh, man. Wow. So you're good on the court too, huh? Right I gotta get the film. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't play basketball this season, but right. I'm going to play this upcoming season. Sure. Why not? What position did you play? What position? I could do it all, honestly. You could you could throw me on a six seven center because of my strength. I'll block everything. I'll go up and get a board. I'm <laughs> just very versatile. What do you need? See, that's, that's some of that Brevard County swag that I'll be trying to tell people. <laughs> Absolutely. They just Absolutely. don't understand. You know, we don't we, it's a different time, man. You know, when you, I hate to sound like an old man, but you get some of these guys that be like, hey, what do you play? I'm a running back. No. <laughs> what do you, you know, you get some of these Rivera guys, what do you play? Where do you need me? Because I want to play. That's right. You want yeah, me to just play center? Sure. I'll go play center. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> I want to be on the field, yeah. coach. That's we awesome. just like getting out there, having fun, yeah. personally. Absolutely. That's what it should that's be. That's all part of the game. Wherever you can go out and perform, just go out and do it. Because um, at Rockledge, I play wide receiver, yeah, that's my spot, but I can drop back at safety. I can go to corner. I can play linebacker, D-line. Anywhere you want to put me out, I'll, I'll do it if the team needs me there. See, and when, when you have something like that, man, that's contagious with other players. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other players are like, well, shoot, I, Ryan's over there playing defensive end. 
I'm gonna go be long snapper. You know, whatever it takes, whatever, <laughs> whatever the team needs, whatever the team needs, man. That, that's the mentality yeah. you want to have. So going into that, what type of football player? Don't now, don't tell us where you're committing because I don't want to know. I don't be responsible <laughs> for that. Uh, but what type of player can colleges expect to have when you are committing? Like when they're looking into your film, they're looking at, at the player. What type are they are they going to be getting? They're looking at a very competitive player. I love to compete. If there's a person like in front of me, I'm going to be at his head. I'm going to be keep competing for my spot. Because me personally, I don't like being second string. <laughs> so me, you're going to have to duke it out right. in order to get this spot. Because I'm going to work for what I'm like reaching for. I'm reaching for the big goal, NFL. Right. So, so we're going to have to duke it out for that spot. Listen, man. So George... Does this sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. Ryan, I'm trying to tell you, man, it's the culture down there over there in Brevard. I tell the same thing to these kids. If there's a D1 DB over there, you should be excited. That's what I want. You should yep, be. You should be the one telling me, guys. Coach. I want him. I want yeah. him on my film. I'm gonna put him on film. <laughs> that's what's up, man. And that's what I also like when, like, because down here, there's a lot of people hyped up. I'm not going to say no names or nothing, but there's a lot of people hyped up. So when, like, you know they're on the opposing team, you want to go get a play on them. Right. Oh, absolutely. You want them to be like, you want them. If they're playing linebacker, coach, put me at tight end. Let me get a play on him. <laughs> Throw me the ball. Trust me, I'm going to go get that play. <laughs> That's what you want. That's what you want, man. I love it. Yeah. I don't lie to you, man. So I, I had the same situation happen to us. Uh, my tight end, my tight end is 6'4", 225. Uh, he's going to UF. And so we're playing in a game, and there's this DB out there who's just talking smack. <laughs> talking smack. And he comes to the sideline. You know, we're, we're in a water break uh, on a timeout. And he goes, Coach, put me a receiver, one-on-one, -on -one, get me the ball. <laughs> I said, it's like that? He goes, it's like that. It's like that. Okay. So, All right. So we put him out there. Sometimes you just got to take a shot. That's it. Take put the him shot. Out there. Nice little fade route. That's all it was. Nice little go route on the dome. Yeah. That's it. In the end zone. Handed the ball Especially to when, like, it makes it better when the player's, like, hyped up to the max potential. Because right. then all the clout's on him. You just made Absolutely. a huge play on so <laughs> You just made a huge play on someone that has all this fame and glory to his name right now. Right. Right. Exactly. And now you're just shooting him back down. And you said and the perfect quote there. I've been telling George this whole time. Shoot yeah. your shot. Shoot Take your shot. a shot. <laughs> Take a shot. That's beautiful. That's, that's what I'm talking about, man. So let me. Let, let, so the goals. I, I know we briefed, touchly briefed on it, but the goals going into this year for 2020. What is your personal goal? Like, do you have a? Because every guy has it. I've had it when I was in, in high school and college. Everybody has their own personal statistic that they want to reach a goal. Um, I know you said the 40 times something that you want to come down, even though you're running a, you're probably running four five Pretty one fast already. Yeah, like you're, <laughs> like he said it's so humble. I run. That's ah, a high five four five. High five. You know, being humble, you can be the truth. Like four five one, uh, four not four four. But I, what what's some other goals? You're trying to catch, you know, over a thousand yards or twenty touchdowns. There's something that you're trying to reach. That's my big goal. Trying to reach over a thousand yards. <sighs> But not just on one side of the ball. I want to have goals for both sides of the ball. Okay. So on the defensive end, I'm trying to go for at least two to three interceptions in this season. Nice. And then on the offensive end, I want to try to reach a thousand yards. It's big goals, but like, what's the point if you ain't gonna go big? Yeah, man. We if if you got goals, you might as well set them out there. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it gives you something to work for, man. Me and George almost had a thousand yard receiver, man. We were we were about what 23, <laughs> 20 or seventy yards, yards away. <sighs> yeah, nine hundred and thirty. God, we were, we were this close. That would be nice. <laughs> oh yeah, to have that stat and, and remember like that. Heck yeah. Does does Rockledge have any um, records that you're trying to break? Because they had some at Palm Bay as well, and and we had guys 
Now they're way before you were you were born, <laughs> but there was you know we have Reggie Nelson, we have Joe Cohen, Mike DeGory. Um we even had Xavier Carter. Which if you've never if you don't know Ooh. who Xavier Carter is, Xavier Carter he beat Usain Bolt in the two hundred. Oh, oh wow! If you don't believe me, go look it up. All right, that man he, <laughs> that man beat Usain Bolt, and I, I can't remember the other American um, Olympian, but he they were both on the same one. They were in Tokyo. And he beat him in the 200. He was running for Nike. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, that is you saying both. Yeah. <laughs> you something else. So you, right. something else. <laughs> oh, you got to see it, man. He roasted him. He roasted him. You got to oh, see God. it. But uh, do you have – does Rockers have any goals like that, something you're trying to reach? Um, We got school records. Right. But it's like when I was a freshman, there was one goal I was focused on, beating my dad's record for the yards. Right. That's what's up, man. But, your but da- wait a minute, beat your dad, you said? Yeah. Yeah, beat my dad's record because oh, he holds the most records for, like, the most yards. But oh. they, they, they did, like, a, a T-set. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I let him have it. <laughs> what was the most yard? Was it rushing or catching? What was it? Oh, I don't even know. Oh, I, I couldn't you got to ask. All I know is he had, he had 980-some yards as a freshman, and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> we, had, <laughs> we had a lot of big star players back then. Right, we <laughs> did. There, there was a lot of them. But, so your dad, what's his first name? Joe. Joe Black. Man, let yep. me find out that I played against him or something, man. This is going to be this is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Hey, so real quick, Mr. Black, we have a section in our, in our podcast that we like to do with all the kids. Uh, we like to call it this and that. It's a series of questions that we don't give you. We don't tell you. There's nothing hard. It's nothing crazy. But since Let's you're see co- what I can do. Ready? Yeah, since you're competitive, man, we're going to do it. All right, so George is going to hit you with these first questions. It's called this and that. You give us your honest opinion, your, your, your reaction. And since you're competitive, this is going to be great. This will be awesome. All right, so first one, uh, and I'm, I'm going straight, straight for the heart right away. <laughs> You have one shot. You make it, you win a million bucks. You miss it. You can never be on social media again. Ooh. <laughs> do, you, do you take the shot? Now, you're a basketball player. Do right. you take the shot? And for reference, it's a free throw shot. Oh, yeah, I'll take my shot for sure. See, see, these are two. <laughs> that's that question. See, we got to do three-pointers <laughs> next time. We gotta... <laughs> he was like, free throw? A free throw, that's a free shot. You, you should be making that regardless. You should, but I've seen some guys I've seen some guys tense up in the in the right moment. <laughs> I mean, when there's something behind it, they might tense up a little right. bit. But I don't see no point in tensing up. If you make this, you're making a million dollars. But also yeah. if you lose it. If you know you're your basketball your history media. though, if you know that's your basketball it. history though. Freaking Scotty Pippen missed two important free throws, yeah. and then Jordan had to back him up, <laughs> get the ball back, and shoot a clutch uh, three pointer against Russell in Utah, just to solidify the win. So just so you know, them free throws is rough, man. But okay, that's okay. All right, yeah, they rough. Here. Are you a are you a Android or an iPhone? iPhone, no <sighs> question. Now, now, George. part two of the question. Wow. Hold on, let me ask him. Yeah. What about what about Dad? Ooh. I think he has both. Really? So yeah, one must be for the job. Mostly. One one has to be for the job then. It has <laughs> one must be for the job and one must be this personal, right? Yeah, has to be. The reason we ask you this is because every athlete we have interviewed, whether yeah. they're in college and all have iPhones, but their parents have a Samsung all, Android. All of them. <laughs> all of them. You're like number they're fifteen not, right now. It's ridiculous. They're they're just not up to date on the style. That's right. That's Should I say? I, I think organized D1 athletes only use yep. iPhone. That's that's, that's what it. I think. That's all they got. And their parents are just 
trying to relive their childhood by using androids. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to catch up slowly. That's what slowly. it is. Slowly. Here, I got one for you, man. So I'm a breakfast kind of guy. All right. Frosted Flakes or Fruit Loops? Fruit Loops. Yeah. Here's a fun fact that we learned the other day. <laughs> Did oh, you know? You're gonna break his heart. I'm going to break your heart, heart here, Ryan. Did you know Fruit Loops is only one flavor? They all taste the same. Oh, man. Look at your face. That's that just screwed you up. That just screwed you up. <laughs> Wait. This uh, man's going to get off the podcast. He's going to go open a box and right eat now. one at a time. Yeah, right like, now. Oh, there's no way. Right now. Wait. Yep. Yep. So what's the point of the color diversity? I have no idea to trick people. It's only I one. Like, growing up, I thought one flavor was strawberry. The green was like. I, right. I, it blew your mind. I, I, when this you, is my first time realizing that. <laughs> when you go to your cereal and you try it, what I was told was try this, try flavor, wash it down, try the, try a different flavor. They said it, it all tastes the same. And it was confirmed on Google or whatever. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, that's still hard for me to believe because when I go in the morning and eat my breakfast, I'm tasting all flavors. That's the, it's the mind trick. So what's the, it's the same one. It's all the same one. Yeah, it's what's crazy. What's the point of fruity pebbles, but it's only one fruit? Well, I don't know. I don't know about fruity pebbles. <laughs> I just oh, know. Oh, wait, it's Fruit Loops. Fruit but Loops. still Fruit Loops. Yeah. <laughs> I just blew your it's mind. The- You're welcome for that. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> You a curly fries or straight fries? Curly. Yeah. Curly. Every athlete. Yeah. Every all, athlete. all athletes say curly. Yeah, I don't know now why. Is. I don't know. Because like when I go to like uh, checkers, their curly fries have like a crunch to it. Right. Not enjoy that crunch. So when I like, <laughs> when I, I don't know. Shout I just checkers. love checkers fries. Shout out, they, shout out to checkers yeah, fries. Shout out to checkers. Yeah, We're trying to get that check and likeness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real though. They be tasting different. Like they you go to McDonald's and get their fries. Half of the time, they're not even all the way done. They're like cold a little bit. You go Chicken's to check your, right. they made right. right. They made right there. They hot. They fresh. They crunchy. They Yo, my that, guy's trying to bring back checkers. Taste. He's trying to bring back checkers. <laughs> Sign him. Sign him. All right. So here's another one for you. PlayStation, Xbox. I have a PlayStation. I'll never touch an Xbox. Yeah. See, your parents never. are raising you right. Your parents are raising you correctly. <laughs> have you seen the PlayStation Joe's 5? doing a good job. Oh yeah, I'm ready for it. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I, I gotta get. This is why I did podcasting. I had to get a second job <laughs> just to get the, <laughs> the PlayStation. That's awesome, man. All right, the last one here for you. When you when you communicate to people, Instagram or Snapchat? Snapchat. Ooh. Ooh. See, everybody's mixed on this one. Why? Why? Why yeah. you chose that? I mean, on Instagram, when you text, like it's weird. You gotta go all the way to your DMs. Snapchat, you go to you click on the ones. All you gotta do is swipe left. Instagram, you gotta click, boom, slide, DM, type. You gotta search up the person. Yeah, gotta go all the way down. Click, text the person. I know you got that little search bar, but Snapchat is just quicker. No, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you joining us with this and that, man. That's all the clothes we got for you, man. I really appreciate it. You know, before we got on the show here, you we were talking, and, and I want to give a huge shout-out. Right? You told me your, your sister, she listened to the show. I want to yeah. talk to her, man. If she ever wants to come on here and she wants to talk about whatever, right it, can be sure. about, it can be about relationships. It can be about <laughs> her hard time at work. I don't care. Whatever she wants to talk about, she can come on here. Um, you told me her name is Rianne Green, right? Yes, Shout-out to Rianne Green. Miss Rianne. If you miss green, if, if you want to come on the show, this is your invitation to come on the show. I know when you hear this, you're going to be in your car 
So don't swerve. <laughs> don't, don't start screaming out the window. Relax. <laughs> you are more than welcome to come on here. And Ryan, I, thank you for being a sport and, and coming on and letting us hang out with you for a little bit, man. And I meant what of I course. said. Uh, every athlete that comes on here, especially my, my Brevard County guys, if you ever want to come on, two, three in the morning, you want us to fire up and just talk, man. We are always here for you guys, okay? Gotcha. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. After the break, we got some more for you, so stay hooked. You're on the clock. Hey, guys. Looking for some good barbecue? Check out River City Smokehouse, serving the best Texas-style barbecue in Tampa Bay. Established in 2019, their succulent meats are slow-smoked with a combination of hickory, cherry, and pecan wood, mellowed to the peak of flavor. They also ensure their size will rival your grandmother's southern soul. Open select weekends. For the latest information on how you can enjoy their tasty cue, log on to their website at www.rivercitysmokehouse.com. You can also like their Facebook page at facebook.com backslash rivercitysmokehouse. Finally, for more personal service, you can pre-order by calling 1-855-787-2489. River City Smokehouse. It's flavor beyond relief. All right, so next up on the show, we have our good friend here on Fan Stream Sports Podcasting Network. We have Ryan, the casual MMA. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Ryan? Hey, good, gentlemen. Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, man, absolutely. We had to have you on. USC 251's coming. Who knows more about USC 251 than, than you do, bro? It's going to mm. be awesome, man. You got me pumped, too. I hear I hear my music in the background there. Oh, so. you're welcome. Yeah, you guys got me at a good time, too. I got some Gentleman Jack with me. I was smoking a cigar before this, so <laughs> I'm all cooling down from the day. Yeah. Got me talking, thinking about UFC 251 this weekend. I'm pumped, man. So. I, I, and so are we, man. So we were we were watching and we're talking about it. We were talking about how Usman's going to be fighting Burns, and we were going to record that, and I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. And then... You know, just last week, we're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He tests positive for COVID. Like, what? Ha- oh, man, what goes on now? And then when I see Jorge Masvidal wants to fight, I was like, this is the fight that we wanted to see originally. Like, why what, Why couldn't this happen before? Do, do you know why the fight couldn't happen before by any chance? Money. Yeah, Money. Of course, there it is. Yeah. And that's all it was. You know, Masvidal has been uh, one of the guys that's been very forward about the pay that he's received. He was not happy with his first offer for the Usman fight. So ironically, that's why we had the Burns matchup uh, was because they couldn't get the deal, uh, you know, made earlier in the year for Masvidal Usman. So that's why we had Gilbert Burns in, versus him. But I think the UFC was in a pickle after Burns uh, pulls out, you know, or has to pull out yeah. six days beforehand. Masvidal's like, well, guess what, baby? I've been training. Show me the money. <laughs> and, and he's here. So they must they must have uh, shelled out some a pretty penny um, to get Masvidal on short short notice like that. Absolutely. Do you think it's a disadvantage for Masvidal or an advantage for Usman for being training, for, for it happening like six, seven days? Do you think it's an advantage? Like, I, I've been sitting here going back and forth. I've listened to all the ESPN I've listened yeah. to your show on fansreesports.com. I listened to how you guys were talking about, you know, is it advantage or not? And I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, I know Jorge, he's an animal, and I'm going to be going for him. But that, that Usman, he's no, he's no slouch. That guy can fight. That guy's a wrestler. So, typically, I would say, yes, it would be an advantage for Masvidal, assuming that he's in shape for a five-round fight, right? Like, right. that's what he said. He says, I've been training. I'm expecting somebody to pull out. I'm ready to go. To me, that would say he would have the advantage because now – 
a, a guy goes through a full, uh, you know, fight camp the same way that a football player will prep, you know, a quarterback will prep for a defense he's playing on Sunday, watching video, uh, going against the offense, you know, in, in practice over and over again, doing different coverages. So you're training a very particular way for a fighter that you're signed to fight. Masvidal fights a different way than Burns does, right? He has right. he has different weapons than Burns does. So now you think on six days notice, Usman doesn't have time to adjust for that. He doesn't have time to bring in guys that are just, you know, that can imitate Masvidal's movement and striking ability. Um, so uh, assuming that he comes in healthy, yes, I would assume that this would be um, an advantage for him. But at the same time, like Usman's style is very – it, it kind of negates that in a way because he has such strong wrestling abilities and he's such a strong guy because, yeah. because when in doubt, he could just push you up against the cage like he did Tyron Woodley for five rounds and just pepper you with shots and, right. you know, just bleed, you know. And, and that's my worry that he he gets – I've never – I really haven't seen Masvidal on the ground, you know what I'm saying, trying to find his way out of things. I've seen him knock people out, you know what I'm saying. What, uh, I forget what he says, two punches in a, in a Coke or whatever the case is. <laughs> Um, two two piece and a coke. Two piece, yeah, two piece and a coke. Two piece and a coke. So I, I've seen that part, but I, I haven't really seen a lot of ground and pound from him, and I'm, that's what I'm worried about. That Usman's going to do. Usman's going to want to get him on the ground, and just and just try to work him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Masvidal has a good ground game. Um, I think one of the things with uh, with his ability to get on the ground is he strikes from unique angles, uh, which I think makes him entertaining as well. Um, you know, he's constantly moving and he can submit guys, but I think that that's not even going to play a part here with Usman because strong wrestling for me, I always say can negate really good jujitsu, um, mm-hmm. because it, it's kind of like it's, it's antithesis in a way where, you know, it, it, it's about being able to fight a bigger guy, but wrestling can really hold you down and hold you there and not let you move around and look for the sweeps and stuff that you do in jujitsu. So when you have such a strong guy like Usman, especially cause he's huge for this division. Oh yeah. You know, huge. Yeah. Him and Colby are just, uh, they look like middleweights. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Right. That's going to be, that's going to be a tough, that's going to be a tough one for Maswell. He's going to have to get creative if he gets on his back, but Usman, I, I don't know, man. I, it, to me, he uses his wrestling to push you against the cage and just hit you and like put his weight on you and tire you down and make you exhausted and make you not want to come out for that fourth and fifth round. That's what he's really good at. So that's what's most likely going to happen. And it's going to be up to George to, you know, move and get off the fence and keep that distance. Cause if Usman puts him up there, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough fight for him. And that's what I'm thinking. Cause I, I watched Usman. I'm like, Jesus, this is going to be a, a, it's, it's equivalent to football. We call it stall ball. We try to keep the football away That's from it. from the other team. So I'm thinking, man, he's going to try and keep away the weapon that, that Jorge has is, is that striking ability. And I'm like, man, this is going to be one of those fights that I, I'm going to really – if Jorge, I'm going for Jorge Masvidal, right? I, I'm from Miami, Florida, born and, born and raised. I cannot go against anything Miami. I know I know Usman's from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yep, and there you go, my guy, the Hurricanes. Yes, my guy. Um, I love the Miami Hurricanes. This, this is my guys forever. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. So um, I can't go against uh, Masvidal, man. I really want him to win. And, and again, I think I think when he wins and he beats up Usman, I think he does get him. I think I really yeah. think I think Masvidal has to come out in the first three rounds and quick as shit and try to try to knock him out. I think he's got to because he can't go to fourth five rounds of trying to wrestle with this guy. He will yeah. get he'll get exhausted. I think Usman's got to be careful when he comes in there charging because <laughs> uh, Masvidal is going to give you that two piece and a coke, and it's going to be <laughs> it's, it's entertaining to watch, man. Yeah. On the other note, the other card, the other guys on the card that that were going to be on there for for Fight Island, I'm sitting here wondering. Well, I think it's pretty much evenly matched. I don't think it's like 
Nothing super exciting. I, I like Holloway. I think Holloway's a, a good fighter. I, I want to see him fight. Um, but I haven't I haven't really saw anything else that jumped out at me other than, other than this one fight that I'm going to be sitting in front of my TV ignoring my family for because I got to see this this fight, man. This is going to be awesome, man. Do you have anything else that you're looking at the undercard-wise? Yeah, we can kind of get into some of those other matchups because I'm going to convince you why they're going to be exciting and it's oh, worth yes. paying all the money. So I can tell you why those are going to yeah, be exciting. And this is why we have you. This is why we had you on here. I need this info. Yeah, but man, Jorge's gonna have to keep the distance. He's he's great at range, man. He's a sniper rifle with those hands. We saw that yeah. against Nate Diaz. You know what I mean? Nate Diaz yeah. tires people out with volume striking. He couldn't get that off against Masvidal, man. He it, it just goes to show like how good his precision striking is and his ability to do so. But you know, I think an interesting thing that uh, Ben Askren actually the last guy he just like completely KO'd. Um, <laughs> I, I think that was about a year ago now. Actually, yeah. I saw all the videos popping up for that. Um, something he brought up is he thinks. One of the contingencies with them signing this fight was that him coming out on a short notice that if he loses, he has it in his contract that they'll do like an immediate rematch. Oh, wow. Yeah, just in case he comes in and he loses, he can say the excuse, well, I didn't have a full training camp, so let's do this again, um, you know, before the end of the year or whatever. Which would make sense. It it would make sense to have that in the contract just in case because then you can get the payday fight, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, because UFC doesn't pay out much, but you could probably get it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and you know what? I don't see why Masvidal wouldn't take that offer. Like, why not have that signed up so you can have two title fights within a year? Oh, yeah against the same guy but at least you can have the full fight cam the second time around absolutely man because masvidal is not afraid to go in there like if he takes an l i mean he doesn't want to obviously nobody wants to take a loss but right. you know he, he's had 50 career fights in wow. mma not even including his street fights you know that yeah, with kimbo, kimbo slice, slice days. yeah man yeah paying paying for his mcdonald's so um, <laughs> So that, I mean, that's just, he, he's something else. I, and you know what? I, I was kind of saying this on the JP show earlier this week is I think it would be important for him to win. Usman's a good guy. Like if you listen to his interviews and stuff, he's a great guy, very humble guy, but Jorge's entertaining as shit, man. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that can be transcendent as far as like getting fans from outside of the typical UFC fans because of the way he talks, you know, his, his two piece and a, and a <laughs> uh, Coke, you know what I mean? Like those kind of lines, you can't, you can't make that stuff. Uh, he, he's entertaining. Man, he is. Yeah, it's uncanny the way he he trash talks and he just has fun, man, and he's and he backs it up. So the UFC is in desperate need for that right now. Conor McGregor is semi-retired. John Jones says he's semi-retired. Amanda Nunez might not be fighting anymore. So I mean, you need a superstar. So I think it's kind of important for Jorge to win this fight um, against Usman too, just for the UFC at large. Oh, absolutely, and and shout out to the USC on how they've been handling the entire this entire COVID situation. I know it's uh, me and George were talking about this on on last week's podcast. It's hard for football NFL teams to test the way that UFC has been testing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it, it's so many people on a sideline. You got like you know not only do you have the 53 members of the football team. But you got the guys that got to take care of the headsets, the guys up in the booth. You got the guys that got to take care of the trainers, the doctors, all these guys. And you got the the media people working the cameras. So it's going to be hard. But I really love how the UFC tests you every other day, practically, before you get on the plane, when you get off the plane, when you get into your hotel room, when you come downstairs, eat lunch. Like it's they're just testing it to make sure and try to keep as safely as possible. And the other aspect I was telling George was, you know, when you look at the octagon, it used to be we just keep fighting the octagon. Blood's everywhere. In the octagon, now <laughs> you don't see the guy comes out. He's spraying the shit out of the out of the out of the octagon. They're sweeping out the blood from the last guy. So I shout out to UFC there with Febreze last time, just <laughs> <laughs> just trying to spray stuff, man. And and but honestly, shout out to them trying to be 
proactive and trying to take it. I think they've done, out of all the sports we talked about on the roundtable, was they've done the best, man. They, they really have taken these steps to try to negate their fighters from catching COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I think to your point, too, like they, they've done a great job. They've taken advantage of it. I don't I don't think the other sports have the op- same opportunity they do, but they're taking advantage of the opportunity right. they do have with the way every fighter is going to get tested at least five times before they get wow. home. Like five times that they're going to tickle your brain and take that COVID test. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, they're, they're taking every precaution. They do the quarantining for 24 hours after the testing, all that stuff. So they, they have stepped it up. I mean, they've given us an event just about every weekend since oh, yeah. early. Oh, you know, yeah. their first week we had three events in, in one in seven days. And they've been all exciting to me. And that's why I've been telling George, because George, George, I, I love watching UFC. I've been watching it for years. And I tell George, hey, man, you got to you got to tune in. Let's let's sit down. You got to watch this, man. It's it's going to be entertaining as hell. And and thank God they've kind of scratched that itch as far as, as football is gone and all the other sports. We're coaches and we can't even coach in Tampa because mm-hmm. of all the phases and stuff. So UFC has been doing great, man. I think it's going to be an awesome weekend, man. I have one more question for you. It has nothing to do with UFC, and then I'll let you go because I know you're a busy man. Uh, what do you think about the Patrick Mahomes deal? I've been asking everybody because uh, when people say, oh, it's $503 million, me and George are like, no, 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 it's half a billion dollars. Like, you don't understand. Like, this is half a billion dollars. What are your thoughts on, on something like that? Do you think it's too much money that he got paid or or no? I do just because you got to have pieces around you, man. It's, yeah. it's a game. Yes. You got to have other pieces around you and you can't afford that. Granted, we can get into a whole discussion about how I think the NFL needs to restructure their salary cap. I think they should do salary cap by position, not by like the whole team roster, um, just because then you can have, you know, at least, a you know, a good piece at every level. Um, but that's just it's only to, and I say this because I don't want the owners to get paid more money. So, you know, if money's going back to the players, they're spending it, it's going back into the economy, you know, whatever. <laughs> they're, they're they're the ones selling the games. They're the ones selling the seats right. as far as I'm concerned. Um, but it, it's it's a lot of money, man. It That's is, man. Half a billion dollars, bro. Like yeah. half a billion dollars. And, and again, he's, he's a good quarterback. But half a billion, when I saw that price for 10 years, I was like, so you're telling me he's going to be okay for 10 years. Like even if he does, and God, I don't want him taking an injury, but if he does it because the sport is brutal, five mm-hmm. years down the road, man, he, you know, how do you, what team picks him up? You got to pick up that contract. Like that's a lot of money to give to a 20, what, 24-year-old kid? 20, he's half a billion dollars rich. That's yeah. crazy to me, man. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it, wow, and the, and the, um, Man, what was the other thing I just was gonna ask too about that? Ah, whatever, it slipped my mind. But um, so, yeah, that's that's a lot of money. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna give you a different take on it. I, I think the Chiefs are doing the right thing by really? locking him in now because let's say he wins two or three more bowls, the salary cap continues to go up. His worth only goes up more, mm-hmm. so this keeps him from being able to cash in. A second time, potentially, because you do a, a traditional four-year contract. He goes out and kills it. Starts only got more records. Is he worth seventy million in four or five years per year? Because the the salary cap has gone up, all the money's gone up, and his worth is now higher. So I think the Chiefs did a smart thing locking him in now. Mm-hmm. His money's guaranteed each year as a roster bonus. So for the Chiefs, if he does decline, they can cut him. But you yeah, know what? Because he, he, only money is guaranteed is that year. So as a Chiefs, I think it's a win-win for Mahomes. It can it forces him to prove it every single year. 
Yeah, but bro, 10 years. Think about this. A 10-year, he's not a coach. 10-year contract, half a billion dollars. You're telling me that we're going to get the greatest O-line to make sure Patrick, if you, did you see the Super Bowl, how many hits he took? He's right, not going to be able to do that in six years, four years. The no. body won't handle that. So right, I don't think, you, I think, I think you're paying him too much. Like he's a good quarterback. Think, I'm not taking away, but that's a lot of money. Yeah, but you got to think the Tyler Cowboys going to continue to go up each year. So you're still going to be able to build a team around him because of that salary cap going up each year. I, I think the salary cap will be 25, 30% more in three or four years than what it is today. And it'll continue to transcend that way. And, and, and again, if they do a rise suggested and salary cap per position, yeah. which actually I think it's a that's really, really good idea. idea. That's really good. It took somebody then, from outside of football to think about that, by the way. <laughs> right. we're, guys that are in football, I was like, I don't even know why I didn't think of that. But yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Um, I, you know, two, two things on that, you know, because I, I grew up watching baseball and football for the most part. And it, it's so hard to tell where a guy's motivation is because I feel like guys that have contracts with an end date right in front of them, they play harder. You know, when you got a guy that is like, well, I got to I got to play for that next paycheck. Um, yeah. you see better performance out of them typically. Although I will say you also see better performance out of guys that stay with the teams that brought them up. That's in baseball too. That's in baseball and football. You typically see guys that do good at their home, you know, where they were brought up into the league. So I, I it's, I think the thing is we're going to have to ask is what is Patrick Mahomes uh, motivation look like? If you just are right. from an individual perspective, like, is he going to be motivated to continue to perform? Like how much is, of that is guaranteed? It's got to be a huge chunk of that. All right. right. I agree. And, just so you know, this is also a, a conspiracy theory I've had in the NFL that I've been telling oh George boy. for years. When you can oh kick boy. out half a billion dollars, okay, where was this money three years ago? Where was this money when Tony Gonzalez was looking around trying to freaking get something going on? And then also, he's a Bucks fan, so now he's got every great football player on his freaking stack team. I'm looking at my Dolphins like, where are you, when are you going to kick out the money? Like, we, we've been suffering since Marino left in 99. Like, what happened? I know you got the money to kick out. I think these owners and these guys, they just have 25 different bank accounts and they're not going to tell anybody. And <laughs> they can do this at a whim. They can do this whenever they want to. Uh, when you have half a billion just laying around, man, I think, it's, I think they can do it. Here's what I'm going to have you think about. So think about this. Ten years ago, had the Patriots signed Tom Brady to a 10-year contract, which back then, 10 years ago, quarterbacks were making $16, $17 million a year for 10 years. It would have been worth it. But yeah, but remember he had the ACL. He tore his ACL. Within those 10 years, so you don't even, like, do you even, I think because he had a crappy contract. ACL? I don't know. Six Super Bowls and an ACL injury. I'll take it. <laughs> Has Belichick not proven, though, that he could do that with any quarterback, though, too? Like We're that. about to find out. Oh, yeah. That's, that's that's like, find out. The question is, can he do that? Yeah. Like, I'm a Dolphins fan, too, so obviously I hate the Patriots. But you got to respect him for the, you know. Belichick finds a way to win with it. He makes every quarterback look good, go get a big paycheck, and then they don't do squat afterwards. <laughs> Guys, I got to ask you about college football real quick. Are we going to sure. have a season this year or not? Bro, I have no idea. We just saw that the Ivy League went ahead and canceled their season. So that means Harvard, Columbia, all those schools. They're done. And all the guys are out. They're out till 2021. We don't even know. And that's a whole conference. Me and George were talking about it. We're like, bro, it, whatever happens in college, you know, it trickles down even to the youth football, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, realm. It's going to, it's going to come down. I, I don't know. I have no clue. I mean, you got Clemson testing positive with 32. Now you got freaking K state at the 15. You have all these, I have no idea what's going to happen. You have the Ravens that we learned that we we're going to that we talked about. You know they canceled their freaking season ticket holders. They're going to have how many people in the stands now, George? Like fifteen. Fifteen thousand. That's it. They, they deferred their season ticket holders to twenty twenty one, and basically they're only going to have fifteen thousand fans. The Bills 
yeah. came out and said they're not having anybody in their stadiums. Wow. So the Bills are going to play in an empty stadium, which, again, you guys being the AFC East, yeah, which we'll, which we'll, you hate the we'll Patriots take. and you hate the Bills. <laughs> yeah, so. which we'll take. <laughs> which we'll take. You'll take that. You'll take that, too. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, so I think I think we're going to watch baseball and basketball kick off later this month. I think they're going to set the tone on how players get tested. I think they're going to set a tone on players are deactivated. Um, so I, I think I, I think very similar to MMA, I think you're going to see players get tested over a period of time leading up to the game every other day as needed. And then those people that test a po- positive cannot play. They're put on the inactive roster for two weeks. They're quarantined. They cannot play. The guys that are that are healthy not don't doesn't have the virus, they can go out and play. I think you play NFL. I think you're going to see some, not all, College football, I think your major SEC, your ACC, your major networks are, are going to have right. those games. And you may see some teams not play within them, though. Mm-hmm. I think your smaller schools within those conferences may not play. Uh, but I think the, the bigger schools, your Miamis, your Floridas, your Florida States are going are to play. And then, I, you know, I really think as far as high school-wise, I'm hopeful that we get to play uh, as a coach. I want to I want these kids to be able to have film to go to college more than anything. Mm-hmm. I really want these kids to have film to go to college. That's what it's really about. Um but again, I, I don't know if they play high school football right now. I, I read an article that up, up in the northern states, January was a target date for, for football. They were going to move it to the spring as a spring sport um, and go just say 2020 is done. We're going to go into 2021 and, and hope we can play then. Hopefully it doesn't, but th- that's what I'm hearing right now. So that's my take on it. What do you guys think? I, I think the same thing. High school, I'm, I'm scared for high school and I want to play, man. We have a lot of great kids on our team that I know 2021 graduating because 2020 really freaking – we, we got by through the season. We did great. But then 2020, as far as the fall or the, the next year's spring stuff, we didn't get to have a spring for these 21 right. guys. And that's really, Ryan, that's where usually college coaches, they come onto the school and they're watching the kids and then they want to recruit them. And then they, you know, they get they get their names and they get build the relationships. We didn't have any of that. And that's why you have, you've seen like an influx on all these kids that don't even graduate for two years committing already to colleges. And they're like, yo, I don't even know. I don't even know if there's going to be a football season. So let me commit now. We got kids committing to Buffalo, Ball State, freaking Florida early. And you usually don't see it till December, but they don't even, right. they don't even think there's going to be a season. So they're signing up early. I do think Division Two is going to get a freaking steal here with three four-star athletes because whatever, for whatever reason, if you didn't sign early or you didn't commit, those colleges are going to be like, yo, we got to shut the door. We're, we're pretty much done here. And it's going to move trickle on to those schools and then JUCOs as well. George will tell you the JUCO schools as well. Yeah, so that's another thing too. So think about this. As programs start to cut funding, usually the first place you're going to go to cut is those scholarships. So maybe before the school had 25 scholarships give out to athletes, school started cutting it back. Now you only have 20, right? So some of those offers will start to disappear from these kids pretty quickly. So I think that's why we're seeing that rush of kids now signing offers, signing their letters of intent, going to making that that deal final because I think you're going to have to start seeing more people there. And, and again, from, from a college standpoint, if there's no season in 2020, we're going to go into the JUCO ranks to get our kids. Kids have already played college football. Yep. We've seen them against other college kids versus a kid that took a year off in high school. Mm-hmm. The body didn't continue to mature. There's no film on him. The last time we've seen him was at this point two years ago, right, in the 2019 because now we're in 2021. So we haven't seen him play since 2019. That's a, that's going to create a problem. So I, I do agree. I think D2, D3 schools stand to win a lot because I think a lot more guys go unnoticed. Uh, but I also think, you know, colleges, D1, are going to start cutting those scholarships down. They're gonna, I mean, we're, we're on a phone call today with, with the college coach that, that was recruiting one of our guys and they cut their funding to, to be able to fly them out there. Yeah. 
He's not the he's not the front front of the build himself. So you're already starting to see some of that stuff getting cut in in, in the pipeline. So I'm interested in seeing what happens. Hopefully these kids can get you know get the scholarships, go out and ball out in in, in college. That's what what it's really about. Yeah, and I was gonna say because one of the things that I was thinking about the other day was if if they move this college football season to the spring, how does that impact? Like, if you have if you have two years worth of recruits coming in, you have only a limited number of scholarships. Does the NCAA allow that to change? You know, what can the schools do? It it just creates a lot of madness. And and to your point, like these kids only have one opportunity. They have one year. Right. Most of them have their senior year to prove and show out. You know, for the for these big schools, so it's rough, man. It's rough. And Ryan, if you ever want to, I don't know if you if you watch high school football, or you ever follow. If you ever want to come onto the sideline with me and George, just watch the yes, chaos right. that unfolds. You're you're more than welcome <laughs> to join us, man, and jump on the sideline. We'll give you a sideline pass. I mean, we're no big deal. We just it's just a little picture with a sideline pass on. Isn't it? <laughs> I say that to make it sound like we're, it doesn't. Okay, cool, cool. We'll, we'll make it fancy, but we're, I'm just saying we don't. We're not that special. We're just making that up. But you come I don't on know there. if it gets you curly fries. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it gets it to you. I don't know. None of that. None of it that may works work. It may not work. Stand. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're gonna have to eat Subway with us. But yeah, you we, it won't get you another concession stand. But yeah, man, we, we want you to come on and check out the football from from that point because we got like I told you, man, we have a lot of athletes that are oh, man, they're phenomenal, man, and, and we really want them to have a season, bro. It's, it's going to be interesting how this sees every level like every level is going to have it i mean my kids play youth football man uh, over at the tampa jags and man we you know youth football everybody which by the way youth football just so you know ryan is chaotic with these parents like it's it's way crazy than <laughs> you can imagine i can only, I only started playing football in high school but you mix these uh, parents that are worried about their kids playing at such a young age. And then on top of that, are they going to catch Corona while they're out there playing, uh, right. getting tackled or making a tackle? Oh boy. Right. Ooh. Right, man. It's, it's, it's yeah. And then, and then I got to be worried more that the kid gives it to me than me give it to the kid. Like right. I got to be more worried than I get it than he does, but uh, it trickles all the way down from every level, man. And this, this COVID thing has, has been, has been impacted many, many lives of people, how they put food on the table, coaching wise and, and things like that, man. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. I'm, I'm like I said, as long as we got the UFC continuing to lead us through, that, yes. through this, through this smoky phase, we're good to go punching its way through, man. So I appreciate your time, Ryan, man. Anytime you want to come on the show, man, just like we did, I apologize for the improv to calling you and say, Hey man, I need you to jump on. But it was so exciting to, to think about UFC 251, man, that I had to call you and jump on, man. And, and let the viewers know where they can find you at, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you first and foremost for having me on, man. I'll talk. I'll talk punchy face any time of the day, man. All day. But uh, yeah, you can catch me on iHeartMedia, uh, Spotify, have Podbean, um, pretty much anywhere. Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find uh, find us on social media at the Casuals MMA. We have the like orangish fish, so fists, so you can find us. But thank you guys for having me on. Great conversation. I also love talking a little college football. So happy to come on anytime you need me. Appreciate it, bro. All right, on the clock, fans. That's pretty much all the time we had. I know we probably went a little bit extended this time but it was special 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 episode we had our guy ryan black over at brevard county rockage high school three-star athlete that we had to talk to get you guys get him in front of you guys because he's, he's an amazing athlete trust me when i tell you he's class of 2022 he's going to be a phenomenon probably playing at your college that you love the most uh definitely loved it and we also loved having our guy Ryan from Casual MMAs, come on here from FanStreamSports.com website. You can go check him out. You can check him out on Twitter and Instagram at the Casuals. Yeah, let me tell you something, man. Great insight on UFC 251. What a great episode, man. I I'm so packed, uh, so pumped up about what's going to happen this weekend. It's going to be awesome, man. 
yeah, it was definitely a great show. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Again, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter by simply searching on the clock. You can shoot us an email. I know we asked you guys to put a couple of questions. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, let us know on the clock 20 at gmail.com. You can always find us online at fanstreamsports.com. Until next time, you're on the clock.